to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. I hope you're all doing very, very well. A couple of days after Roma defeats Spal by a score of 3-1, to one, I'm just going to talk, that, talk about that match briefly here off of the top. Um, normally, we put this episode a match reaction episode out on Monday but we had some scheduling conflicts and over the weekend Andy and I recorded a interview with Filippo Biafora of Il Tempo so it's going to be about a 15 to 20 minute interview with him we actually had an error with our recording software and what was originally 30 to 40 minutes. Uh, we lost about 15 to 20 minutes of that interview, unfortunately, because um, our software went on the fritz, unfortunately. But I will uh, summarize what we lost in the recording in just a moment here. But first, I have to welcome our newest patron on Patreon. And he doesn't even know that he's a patron yet because it is being given to him as a Christmas gift. And I have to say welcome to the newest patron, Julian Lombardo, who you can find on Twitter at Goddamn87. What a fantastic handle, especially if you're a Roma supporter. You'll be saying that a lot. Uh, again, you can find Julian on Twitter at Goddamn, G-O-D-D-A-M-N-8-7. Julian, first off, yeah, you're just finding out now that you're a patron because your brother Damien was gracious enough to re- reach out to me. Uh, he wanted to give you this uh, gift of being a uh, Roma Press patron. And he sent me a wonderful email saying how you two were big fans of the podcast. And it was one of the best emails I've ever got. So uh, you can find Julian on Twitter at Goddamn87. And follow Damien, his wonderful brother, on Twitter as well at Frastic, which is F-R-S-T-I-C. Both of you, thank you so much for your support. Damien, Julian, really, really appreciated the fact that you guys are such fans of the podcast and not only willing to support, but just the fact you, uh, Damien, reached out to me, that really, 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 really means a lot. So thank you. Thank you both. Um, if any of you would like to join them, you can go to patreon.com slash Roma Press. You can get early access to our episodes, extra episodes as well. We just put one out a couple of days ago um, in regards to our um Previewing the Europa League draw, uh, Roma ultimately getting Ghent in the Europa League, the Belgian side. Um, so yeah, you can get early access, extra episodes as well, um, and it helps us massively with our endeavors here and everything we're trying to do with the website, with the podcast. So thank you all so, so much, our wonderful patrons. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. Without you, none of this would be possible. So I'm going to bring Filippo on in just one moment here, but I wanted to talk just very briefly, my thoughts on the match between Roma and Spal again. Uh, Roma defeat Spal by a square three to one. It, it was a really interesting match from my perspective because the first half, it really looked like Roma were carrying over some of the bad habits that we saw in the match against Wolfsburger in the Europa League. They looked, uh, it, it was just a very blah performance in that first half. They did not look motivated. They did not have the right attitude. But they certainly turned up the intensity level in the second half, and we saw after the match between what some of the players were saying, how they weren't going to let it happen again after what happened in the Europa League, happened against Spal, and I was glad to see that because I have to admit, uh, we all saw what happened last season against Spal. Uh, They, uh, I mean, in both occasions, they 
just ran with Roma off the pitch. And I was I was so worried about this match. It couldn't care less that Spal was in 20th at the very bottom of the table. I was still very worried about this one because, you know, every team in the Serie A has that sort of bogey team. With Roma, uh, it seems to be Atalanta. Last season it was Spal. Uh, Inter, they always have problems with clubs like uh, Sassuolo. There's always that one team that the bigger sides have an issue with. And I was worried that once again, Spal would get Roma's number and and take points off of them. So I was very pleased with the performance in the second half. I tweeted this out, but everybody, myself included, has been very, 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 very hard on Alessandro Florenzi this season. He has not had a good season. Uh, it doesn't matter if he's a captain or not. He, by all accounts, by all measures, he has been very, 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 very poor this season. And I have to admit, when I saw that he was starting against Spal, um, I was worried a bit. But that was arguably one of his better performances in the last two years. He was one of the most positive players on the evening. I thought he performed very well. He added some width, I thought, in defense. His positioning was good. For me, that's always been one of my knocks on him. He can't cross the ball very well, but in defense, I have always had my biggest reservations with Florenzi. But he did very, very well against Spal. And again, who else? Uh, the other one, in my opinion, who was extremely positive, Diawada. I-, I can't say enough about this guy. I know on this podcast, I've talked about it to death about how I still, to this day, uh, I am angered that Roma decided to keep Leandro Paredes instead of closing the operation for Diawara, which they had done. All they had to do was close the operation Paredes. He would have gone to Milan. Um, I know his agent pretty well. Um, that would that That's what would have happened. Diawara would have come to Roma. Paredes would have gone to Milan. And who knows what would have happened. I was devastated when that happened devastated because i have always rated diawara much higher than paredes um for me i've said it on here a bunch of times but in my opinion paredes is a is a footstool player he doesn't really have the ability the technical ability the footballing acumen to play at a high level and i am so glad because it's better late than never right of course better late than never um i am so happy so happy i it's hard for me to contain it because i i try to be very neutral on here i try not to play favorites even though i get accused of i hate x player and i love that player i have an agenda that's not the case um but it is so hard for me to stay objective about the awara because he has something he has that thing that Roma just lack in the midfield, that, that composure. Uh, he's the maestro in the midfield. That is something Roma have not had for some time. You could say the last time they had it was Pizarro. And I am more than willing to listen to that argument because I, I certainly think that's the case. I think that is the type of player they've been missing for a very long time. And the way he and Veritu complement each other, I think it is a match made in heaven so i am so happy for diawara he is slowly becoming arguably my one of my favorite players in a very long time at roma so i'm so glad he's performing well i i'm i i love the player to death um 
And I'm just happy to see that he's fine. It took him some time to settle in. Obviously, he didn't. He wasn't thrust right into the starting eleven by Fonseca right away. It took him time to settle in to find his rhythm, um, and it's it's finally paying off. So I'm so so happy. Now I'm going to bring Filippo on now. As I said at the top of the podcast, we lost about 15 to 20 minutes of our recording with him because our software went went haywire. So let me just sum it up for you because we start out with a question about Florenzi. I had to edit it to make it sound a lot more natural and not make it sound like the recording was just starting off in the middle of an interview. So real quickly, the first question that you won't be hearing was about the sale of Palotta to Friedkin. Uh, Filippo and I, we talk about the stuff we've been reporting on. Filippo has done a sensational job with reporting on the sale. Last week, I had an article um, from an executive at Friedkin who chose to remain anonymous. He told me he wanted the Friedkin group. They want assurances on the stadium before they close any deal. Now, Filippo, he was saying that he does think that Palotta will sell to Friedkin. We just don't know when. It's a delicate operation. It's going to take time. The next question that got lost was we asked about Chris Smalling, what the situation is. Does he think that Roma will be able to hang on to him? And it was a yes on both accounts. He thinks that uh, Roma, Manchester United, will ultimately come to an agreement on Christopher Smalling and that he will remain at the club beyond uh, his loan term, which is obviously set to expire in June. Now, beyond that, everything else is in the interview. Uh, Filippo gave wonderful answers on both of those. They were almost 10 minutes long for each. So those are the parts that were not in the interview. So I'm going to bring Filippo on now. Again, you can find him on Twitter at F-I-L underscore B-I-A-F-O-R-A. Again, he is a journalist at Il Tempo, Filippo Biafora. Without further ado, let me bring him on now. Okay, very excited to have him back on here for the first time in a number of months. The first time since he made the move from just the small-time editor of the website PaginataRomaniste.com to now one of the most popular Roma journalists that you will find on social media, Filippo Biafora. Filippo, I hope you are doing well. It is an honor to have you back on here. Um, let's jump right into it. So the question I have gotten most that people have been wanting me to ask you, the situation of Alessandro Florenzi, how do you see his future playing out? Well, I wants to play because there is uh, an important competition. Florenzi is uh, uh, 28 years old, so I don't know. He can play this Europe and then the World Cup in Qatar and... I don't know if he can play many others competition with the national team. Uh, so maybe in January they will try to find a, to find a new team. Uh, I know that it's difficult because this summer in the first uh, in the first months of uh, transfer market, uh, Petraghi told the Florenzi's agent to find a new team, and uh, they didn't find this team because. Uh, uh, this summer in the, uh, the transfer market of uh, the right back was not so uh, uh, only three pair uh, was not so so not so many players moved uh, from one team to another so uh, 
uh, only tripper moved from uh, Tottenham to Atletico Madrid and uh, they tried to to offer Florenzi to to Tottenham but they they don't want to go on with this uh, this negotiation and then uh, uh, they try to to ask Inter but uh, Conte uh, said that they uh, that they they need a player like uh, like Candreva uh, because Candreva is uh, uh, more uh, a player is not uh, like Francis right back but he's a right wing so uh, Conte uh, wanted a player like that and uh, he didn't want Florenzi because everybody thought that uh, Inter was the perfect uh, the perfect team for, for Florenzi for because Conte plays with uh, five uh, five players uh, in the midfield and uh, it's the perfect role for for, for Florenzi but uh, Conte didn't want him so it's difficult to find uh, to find a team in January. Who, who do you think? Who do you think? Uh, who do you think is looking at Florenzi right now? I think that only teams like uh, Fiorentina, uh, uh, Sampdoria, uh, Cagliari, only small teams. Uh, Cagliari now is uh, has the same points of uh, of Roma, but. Uh, Maybe Florenzi f- four months ago didn't expect to to go to Cagliari in January. So I don't know because uh, I don't see uh, many teams in Champions League or Europa League uh, that wants to to buy a right back uh, in January. Uh, it's a it's a difficult situation because uh, as we know, Florenzi. Uh, earns uh, three millions uh, a year and uh, three millions net a year, and uh, it's not uh, it's not easy to find a team. Uh, we said uh, Fiorentina, Cagliari, Sampdoria, and all these teams. It's uh, it's a player of another level. Uh, he maybe he, he he doesn't want to go to a smaller team uh, than Roma. But uh, we have to see because uh, at the end of the month, uh, when you when you didn't find you and your agent didn't find uh, don't find anything, uh, maybe you will be you can go to a team like uh, Cagliari for six months and then uh, uh, wait for the summer and uh, the European competition and and maybe. Uh, Wait for right. a, a big team, but it's a difficult situation. But uh, if he won't play against Pal and Fiorentina, I think that uh, his agent uh, will talk with Petraki and uh, they will decide to to try to find a new team. Uh, will he will he get replaced, or or are we going forward with Spinazzola and Santon if that happens? If uh, if Renzi goes out i think that they will try to find uh, to find a player in that uh, in that position uh, uh, because zapacosta is uh, is injured he will be out uh, until uh, april maybe at the end of the march but uh, the season will be will be finished at, at that point so 
uh, you have uh, Colarve, Spinazzola on the left and uh, Santon on the right. We know that Spinazzola could play on the right, but uh, you can't play six months with only three, uh, three players uh, in this role. Uh, so maybe they will uh, they will try to find uh, uh, a player. I think uh, it's difficult. Uh, a name that uh, every week uh, goes out is uh, is Isai, uh, but uh, right. uh, is out now, and uh, I think and Napoli... Gattuso Gattuso is now the new coach, so maybe he'll find some playing time. Yeah, maybe. Maybe with the Gattuso, the things will go in another way. And uh, this summer, uh, De Laurentiis asked uh, 25 million to sell uh, to sell his eye. And uh, I don't think that uh, after five months, the the request uh, right has lowered. Yes, uh, 20 millions, 15 millions, but um, I can't think that Roma uh, will go to. Will try to to buy his eye. Maybe some uh, some players around Europe. Uh, I read a player of Bordeaux today. Someone wrote uh, this name, uh, but uh, I don't know. Maybe they will try to to find a player on loan and uh, for six months, and then uh, uh, in the summer transfer market uh, they will they will spend a big amount on that role because. Uh, also, Spinazzola is a player that uh, uh, Fonseca is uh, a little bit uh, disappointed with him because he expected more uh, from Spinazzola and uh, it's not going so good as, uh, as Petraki and, uh, and Fonseca expected, but uh, he, had, he has all the, all the qualities to, to, to make to make uh, better uh, better games, uh, I think is not. Uh, I think uh, uh, Spinazzola and Kalinic are the the players that uh, Fonseca uh, is uh, disappointed most. Yeah, uh, disappointed with yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, so let's talk now about the the situation of Palotta Roma, him potentially selling the club to Dan Friedkin, which you have been writing about extensively and doing so marvelously, I have to add. Um, So I've written a couple of things. You and I have been in touch quite a bit about this. But real quick, just your opinion. Do you think if Palotta were to sell the club to Freakin and Freakin were to arrive, do you think this would be a good thing for Roma? Uh, I say yes, because uh, uh, I think that the one uh, one man that... uh, uh, invest uh, more than uh, uh, half a billion in uh, in one project uh, once uh, once that project uh, uh, once a good project and uh, uh, maybe Friedkin as uh, as uh, a most important group that uh, the one uh, the ones of Palotta and uh, uh maybe you can have a different situation about sponsor uh, because we know that Palotta is uh, as this uh, this problem with sponsor we saw that for five years with uh, Roma didn't have a main sponsor and then uh, they found uh, Qatar Airways 
and uh, I know that uh, with Fritkin, with Fritkin, uh, the things uh, on the commercial, uh, on the commercial things could uh, could go better because uh, I knew that, and uh, maybe also with all the situation with the um, with the fans uh, because uh, yesterday at the stadium there were uh, 21,000 people and it's uh, i know that it's roma wolfsburger at 9 p.m. but uh, this year the stadium is uh, uh, is very is very empty uh, only uh, they don't uh, only against Milan. They 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 sold uh, a little bit more of tickets, but uh, I think that the the situation for Palotta is not so good as uh, eight years or nine years ago. Um, most of the fans are tired of this situation, and I think that with a new a new owner could uh, uh, could give a new. Uh, a new a new life to Roma and uh, to all these uh, to all the fans to all the players to all the all the all the people involved in uh, in, in the society uh, maybe right. we have a more uh, compact uh, the fans will be more, uh, more compact uh, between them and not so they 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 fight about everything uh, now Palotta is good, Palotta is bad, uh, uh, Franco Baldini, Totti, De Rossi, yes. all these things. <laughs> Maybe with a new owner we we can uh, forget all these things and uh, go all all together on the same uh, on the same way and uh, maybe it will be better. Okay, well, uh, Phil, uh, thank you, thank you for coming on. You, so, uh, in a brief summary, you you basically um, said that we we can expect news regarding the negotiations that are still ongoing between between Friedkin uh, and Palotta, and it's it's a matter of time. The, these things take time. Um, you also said that Smalling, you're feeling optimistic about uh, Smalling, that there are some doubts about the prices that Roma do not want to go over a certain limit uh, uh, for an aging player. Um, And you also expect or would not be surprised by a possible move of Florenzi in the January transfer market that could also see uh, Roma go for a substitute striker for Dzeko. Um, So just to conclude... um, is is this is this about to be a, a new era for Roma in in two two thousand twenty? Maybe yes, maybe yes. Uh, uh, a new era is uh, yes. I expect this because uh, I liked very much uh, the Fonseca's word of uh, after the match with Wolfsberger. I, right. I think that uh, he understood uh, what's the problem inside in. Inside the inside Trigoria and is uh, uh, very angry with the players. So uh, this uh, about Fonseca and uh, the um, the work of Petraki because uh, he bought uh, uh, a lot of good players and uh, Diavara, Veretù, Mancini, Paolo, Mancini, Lopez, yeah, yeah. Uh, Smalling. Uh, 
So Fonseca, Petraki, and uh, a new owner, we could be in a new era. I'm all. I'm uh, every time. I'm very. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I I don't like to to be uh, to exaggerate uh, with the the yes situations. <laughs> but uh, I think that uh, this uh, this could help to this could help. And uh, I don't know if Roma will win uh, something. Uh, will win uh, Europa League or or, or could uh, or the Coppa Italia, uh, but. Uh, Maybe with uh, all this, we can try. We can try. We can try. We can try. Let's see. Thank you. Thank you very much, Filippo. Uh, you can find and follow Filippo on Twitter uh, at Phil uh, underscore Biafora. Um, Phil, as always, thank you so much. And uh, we always appreciate your work uh, for Il Tempo. And uh, also your interactions on, on Twitter are always very polite and uh, you always deliver the information. So uh, thank you for coming on. Thanks, thanks. It's a pleasure. Filippo, as always, you're the absolute best. And as Andy said, uh, you, your reporting has been marvelous. Just from a personal friendship standpoint, see, seeing you make the jump from you know website editor lead reporter to this big jump to eat tempo um i'm happy for you proud of you and uh i look forward to having you on more it's uh it's been great talking with you a lot and i i know our listeners they they beg me to bring you on as often as i can so we will we will definitely not go this long in between visits again so um as always thank you so much for coming on and thank you to our listeners without you obviously none of this uh would be possible bringing filippo on uh wouldn't serve much purposes if it wasn't for your your downloads your support so thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you so this is where we're going to leave the episode as always thank you so much for listening if you can continue to subscribe if you could continue to leave us reviews that really really helps us in our endeavors here so as always thank you so so much for listening and until next time ciao